0: Well, howdy there, friends. We are back with another episode of Slap or Nap. I am joined as ever by Shelby. Hello. And Riley. Hello. All right, and I am Justin. You guys all know me. All right, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, we are recording this on Christmas Day, sacrificing our family time to be with you people. I'm just kidding. We love you. I've had had plenty
1: of family time already. I'm good. Yeah,
0: my family will probably be watching this. I love you. <laughs> I I ended up winning like like eighteen dollars from my family playing dice last night. Oh,
1: nice!
2: Oh, dude, we played games uh, at our Christmas thing last night, and I got a dollar. Did you really? One one whole dollar. One whole
1: dollar. Meanwhile, my whole family, family was having Beyblade tournaments because we bought it for Beyblade
0: <laughs> tournaments. Yes. Oh, no! That's a name I have not heard in a
1: long time.
0: All right, so we mean the
1: Beyblade tournament. <laughs>
0: So, due to some uh, technological constraints, we are running a little behind here, so we're going to get started kind of quickly today, um, as Shelby will need to leave here shortly. So, we're going to get as much done with her here as possible, um, but she may be leaving at some point. Um, So, the movie we are doing today is uh, Freaky from Universal and Bloomhouse Productions, and boy, was this a film. So... um,
2: Really quick, I just want to get this out of the way now. Uh, So when I... I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. And every time I saw the title, the only thing I thought of was, oh, haha, Freaky Friday. Mm -hmm. And then I watched the movie, and color me surprised when this movie is literally Freaky Friday as a horror Yeah, (laughs) well, the original title, the working title of it was Freaky Freaky Friday Friday, the the 13th. 13th. I saw Mm -hmm. that after I watched it. But I didn't... It didn't even, like, occur to me until... Um, until uh, probably like a third of the way into the movie Sure Where the, where the girl wakes up
1: oh. And then she's <laughs> the
2: killer And I was like, oh
1: meanwhile, meanwhile, we had like the first like scene with the main character gal And I was instantly like, I already know everything that's going to happen I had no, I had no even clue I didn't even think of Freaky Friday until after I saw the movie
0: um, So this movie stars uh, Vince Vaughn and the wonderful Catherine Newton um the The movie had a budget of six million u s dollars um it was directed by Christopher Landon, who also had previously done um uh Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you um and this movie's uh, box office draw not that that really matters in the time of covid um but it made eight point one million dollars worldwide at the box office um, superseding its budget by two million dollars, yeah. so
2: not counting uh, advertising and stuff like that.
0: Right. So, you to, yeah,
1: you don't worry, poor, broke three Idaho kids had to check something dollars towards that fund. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> um, and so we're going to do things a little bit different. Um, I know that, uh, artists and people who do art are kind of overlooked, um, especially in the review section of it. Um, So depending on whether three idiots from Idaho um, liked this movie or not, a big thank you to everybody who put time and effort into making this because art should be appreciated um, no matter what the opinion um, by the public is. So thank you um, to the directors, cast, crew, editors, everybody involved on this project. Um, Thank you for doing what you do and thank you for making art
1: all right um before we begin i also do want to do because we talked about doing trigger warnings within the intros um trigger warning for our discussion we'll probably be talking about some of the heavier topics that Mm. happen in the movie especially me kind of being salty about a lot of it um if you are looking into freaky please be warned it is a horror movie there is a lot of gore it's kind of the over dramatic with the cornstarch, like obvious cornstarch blood but for me, it was still a lot, so please be very careful.
0: Um, another thing that I did want to, to address is that this movie does cover um, uh, parental death, um, mm-hmm. so um, there might be some issues there if you're watching the movie.
1: Um, um, there is also one scene that I caught that I'm not sure if other people will catch, but it's subtle enough, but it's obvious enough that someone who has gone through it will definitely know what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, there is a scene where a teenage girl takes another teenage girl into the locker room to talk about things. Yeah. The main character talked about... Um, well, she didn't really talk about it, but the girl that dragged her away made an implication of something that happened. Sure. While they, while a man and a teenage girl were somewhere they shouldn't be. Um, you will know the scene when it comes up, but I wanted to warn you about that.
0: Okay. So... Uh, we're going to do a brief rundown of the plot real quick. So, not really brief, I'm going to run down the entire plot here. Um, so, uh, as of right now, uh, beware of spoilers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the- well, I, we already kind of spoiled it. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, um, well, actual content spoilers now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the first thing we get is this super spooky art rendition that says Wednesday the 11th. Um, We zoom in on four teens that are sitting around talking about the town's local legend known as the Blissfield Butcher. Um, Apparently this Blissfield Butcher attacks teens during homecoming weekend. Um, And yeah, they're just kind of talking trash like teenagers (laughs) do in horror movies like a bunch of idiots. I hated all of them. Uh, Yeah, I tried my hardest to figure out what their names were in the actual movie. The only one I actually got to learn their name was the, was the what the first kid. And his name is Isaac. Other than that, I don't know any of their names. So I'm so sorry. Oh, no. um, so um, at one point, the, I think, doesn't he like spill his beer on her? And so they both go inside to clean mm-hmm. up or something like that. Isn't yeah. that what happened? She goes inside to clean
1: up. He went to go flirt. Like he was just being a, Dumbass. And so he was trying to make up for it. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, and oh, by the way, I, I definitely have dibs on our F word for this. So oh, here okay. we go. Okay. All right. Um, so I have written in my notes, teen with Fro, um, <laughs> whose name is Isaac, um, ends up walking into a creepy basement for no apparent reason, just, just to be a teenager in a horror <laughs> movie, I guess. Um, and this is where we get jump scare attempt number one. Um, none of the jump scares actually got me. Um, they were all super easy to telegraph. Oh, they, were, they were pretty obvious. Yeah.
1: Um, they got me mostly just cause I'm a jumpy bean. Sure. Uh, definitely this, I definitely saw like they had that red herring moment where you thought it was going to come out where mm. the one statue was, the womanly yeah. statue. Yeah. But really, he came out from behind, like, the wine thing, which was interesting.
0: Um, And then one thing I didn't have in my notes here, but as he's walking by the wall of masks, there's actually one missing off the wall. I didn't catch that until my second watch through. Oh, Um, is that the mask that he's wearing in the movie? So he actively stole that mask. So he's just been running around since apparently 1977, maskless, killing teenagers.
1: (laughs) I do actually want to point out Um, there was the format like they only showed the four masks on the bottom. And so that could easily represent like the uh, main character gal, Millie, and then her two friends and then the killer. Killer has sure. already been introduced. So his mask is already gone. So oh, he's there you already go. part of it. Well, no, okay. That's
0: that pretty clever. Yeah. Um, so some stuff happens. I believe he's looking for some... Uh, expensive wine that the homeowners keep in the basement. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where that jump scare attempt is. The um, killer, uh, after he breaks, uh, the teenager, excuse me, breaks a wine bottle and is picking up the glass with his bare hand, again, like an idiot. Um, And then the killer reaches over, grabs him, and this is kind of the first, like, gory part. He Mm. shoves this the wine bottle like down his throat. It's pretty gross. Um, I won't touch on it too much. This scene was also,
2: I, I had it written in my notes. I thought it was really funny. He dropped the bottle and he had a delayed reaction of like three seconds, like before he actually realized that the bottle broke. (laughs) So he broke the bottle and he was like, damn it.
0: (laughs) Um, so the killer kills his first victim. Um, and then goes upstairs where we see brown hair girl um, washing I believe her clothes, putting her hair up into a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um, the killer starts beating on the uh, door of the bathroom um, and enters in forcefully. She screams, we get our first scream take. Um, she shuffles backward on the on the ground on her butt, and he beats her head in with a toilet <laughs> with a mm-hmm. toilet lid. Um, that one wasn't super graphic. I was pretty, I was pretty thankful. Head injuries are not my favorite.
1: Can I actually point out a few things that, um, uh, just based on like the cinematography and the color, or are we still just going through the,
0: um, we're just going to do the plot first and then we'll touch on your specific notes. So
1: cool.
0: Um, and then we cut to the movie's one explicit sex scene, which thank goodness. Cause that's my least favorite horror trope um, is the yeah. sex.
2: It's also not very explicit. They don't actually show anything. No,
0: it's, it's uh anyway um to which uh the girl apparently like climaxed and then pushes him off of her which good for her um very unrealistic though yeah for her for her to finish first yeah um and so as they're walking back to join the party, um the lights come on on the tennis court that they're walking through and the killer in one of my favorite moments cuz the this kill was not bloody or gross at all. It was just You're really dumb. funny. Um he snaps a tennis racket in half and then plunges both sides of the tennis oh, racket yeah. through oh, his yeah. head <laughs> as she runs away screaming. Um he chases the blonde girl um Back through into the house where she hides in a wardrobe, which apparently has a secret compartment behind it.
1: Why didn't you just stay there, girly? That's like, no. I, that's, that's
0: exactly
2: the thought that was going through my head, um, um, and oh, we'll, we'll touch on this.
1: Later. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, As he's chasing her, he throws a spear um, and misses with it, and it mm-hmm. sticks into the wall before she actually gets into the into the wardrobe, mm-hmm. um, which is important later because then when she comes out after she thinks he's gone. Um, he picks her up. Oh, I forgot to mention they are also looking at a creepy knife. I forgot yep, about the, the creepy Lodella. knife.
2: Creepy haunted knife
0: yep. thing. Um and as she comes out to look at uh look for the killer, her parents come home and honk the horn for some reason. <laughs> um and then as she's running to go meet her dad, he picks her up and impales her onto the spear that he had previously missed her with. Um Yeah, the the parents come home. Four dead teens in their house, and uh, the knife known as Ladola is gone. We know nothing about Ladola at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's the intro to the movie. Um, and then we cut. Um, we see another date card that says Thursday the 12th, uh, where we meet Millie, who I think is the absolute, well, the actress, um, was the absolute star of this
1: movie. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: she's um, literally the star um, of this yeah, movie. Right. <laughs> um, but still, she was... She no, Which she was good. Yeah. Um She's, she, yeah. in my opinion, is way too attractive to be playing the unnoticeable um like nerd girl. Yeah. In my opinion. That's but always how it goes. I know it, I know movies. it. It bothered me with Andrew Garfield and it bothers me now. It's like in Tall Girl. I <laughs> hope <laughs> um,
2: we review Tall Girl someday.
0: I do too. Um we she goes downstairs uh in her in her uh you know nerd girl clothing nerd quote unquote um girl clothing to meet her mom and her sister who are arguing over homecoming plans for Miss Millie Kessler. Um m- uh mom wants to go to uh, a showing of wicked um <laughs> with w- her, which uh they go and that's the end of the movie. Uh no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. The uh, wicked slander in this movie <laughs> is Unacceptable. I was mad. I was. They take,
2: just unrelated because I don't think this is gonna come up in anything that we're gonna be talking about. But they they make jokes about
0: how bad the, Wicked about is. About
2: the show Wicked, uh, the Broadway show Wicked, like four <laughs> times, just to just to crap all over it. And
0: I'm like, I like I, Wicked. It doesn't make any
2: sense. <laughs> it's like somebody on this crew really, really hated Wicked and wanted the world to know.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, um, while her sister, who happens to be a cop, says that she should go to homecoming with her friends. Um, we meet uh, said friends. Um, Josh and Nyla, I believe, were their names. Yes. Uh, I, know,
2: N- I know Josh was his name. Yeah. I have
0: some things to say about him. And, yeah, and Nyla, um, Josh is a very obviously gay, gay boy, which is fine. Um, and Nyla is a, a, a sassy black teen, is the only yeah. thing I yeah. can describe her as. Lots of
1: stereotypes. lot
0: of stereotypes here. Um, so uh, I have written down here as a note for her friends, kind of douchey. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, we find out that Millie likes a boy named Booker, um, who we meet later. Um, and this is also where it's explicitly said that Millie lost her dad a year ago. Um, we get jump scare attempt number two as a boy tries to scare Millie in the hallway at school. Which um, was really funny. Which was really funny. He <laughs> barks at her and it comes up later and it's super funny. <laughs> no, it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and then he just leaves. Um, we see Millie is late for her woodshop class and I have written down here, holy shit, Cameron from Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Plays the teacher really, yeah. That's Ken, yeah.
1: Oh. Here's my question How are you late to class?
0: Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Booker gives her a tip to set her watch five minutes, uh, behind, I think ahead, ahead so that she's never late for class, which will come up later. Um, they kind of talk. Um, even the teacher is really mean to Millie for, like, no reason whatsoever. Oh, this guy was a, yeah. just an ass. Um, and also, I would like to point out that everybody who dies from here on out absolutely deserves it.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I just don't
0: um, understand how this teacher had a job. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, tenure, man. It's wonderful. <laughs> Um, we get a, everyone receives a news notification of murdered teens, to which we cut to an ominous shot of a noose, which is apparently part of a theater thing that's going on, um, as our three quote-unquote heroes talk about the butcher, and that's pretty much the entire scene. We then cut to the football game for Homecoming, um, where we find out that the bu- the football players are bullying the mascot who ends up being Millie, because of course it is, mm-hmm. um... Uh, but Booker, who is on the football team, looks disappointed uh in his friends, which was a good touch uh, but of but course he doesn 't say anything about it still so what, what an ass helping still perpetuate it um so after the football game, Millie is still in her mascot uniform Millie's mom is late to pick her up because, as we saw earlier, she has become an alcoholic mm-hmm. it seems um since the dad has passed. Um we cut to a time later as her friends leave um her to wait for her mom. She says that she's fine because there are lots of people around. It cuts immediately to nobody being around. Yeah. Um and I actually had a note here. I think that her performance and like the the kind of like nervousness from her um was really good here and I think she played it really well. Um how she starts singing um that song uh she'll be coming around the mountain uh, when she comes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, she calls her mom. Mom is drunk asleep on the couch. Uh, the lights turn off. And as her sister calls her to tell her that she is on her way, um, her phone dies. Cause of course it does. Um, the butcher appears with the stolen knife. Millie at- attempts to escape by running through the stadium and then hides under the bleachers. Um, once she thinks the coast is clear, she goes to crawl out, jump scare attempt number three, butcher lands in front of her. Um, they take off running across the field, um, which I have a writing note here, um, for when Riley does his, his section, um, killer tackles her on the field, the knife lights up. We get some scary, spooky imagery. Uh, the killer stabs her in the shoulder, a wound appears on his shoulder as well. As the sister shows up, fires her gun, and the killer runs off, the dagger is left on the field. Um, and then we get a cut to Millie in the police station where the dagger is taken for evidence and locked up. Um, they take Millie home. Uh, she takes a bath as the sister and the mom fight downstairs. I don't know if you guys caught that. Mm-hmm. Um, as she sleeps later in the night, we get some flashbacks and spooky imagery as the p- clock hits midnight uh we then get our last date card uh it shines friday the 13th um we get a nice little pitch perfect 2 easter egg uh with the with the poster on the wall yeah, it makes... yeah she uh,
2: had a panic at the disco poster yeah Ooh, with brandon yurish and
0: she she does like a little smooch on her fingers and yeah. puts it on there oh it's cringe Me. um Me. just uh, kidding that's yeah, fine and so from here on out um uh Anytime that we refer to um, the Butcher, it is a uh, body swapped with Millie. So it's the 17-year-old girl um, acting as an adult male serial killer, and it is the adult male serial killer acting as a 17-year-old girl. So we will be using proper pronouns. Um, the Butcher is still he. Millie is still she.
1: Um, in my notes, I just referred to the killer in Millie's body as Killmill. Killmill <laughs> Kill Mill. <laughs>
0: The, the, <laughs> <volume two. laughs> um okay so the butcher in millie's body starts putting things together um as he wakes up looks around the room uh goes over to the mirror and touches touches her yes, breasts
1: i am. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I have
0: yeah that was that was the moment
2: where i was like really man well, when that happened because i i still didn't exactly know what was going on at that time right um i realized it probably like 30 seconds later and so that didn't register to me at first and then when it happened i was like oh oh <laughs> Yeah, i had to pause
1: yeah. the movie and go scream that yeah <laughs> That's, that was so, that was gross
0: it was pretty weird um we cut to millie s- oh sorry go ahead sorry, especially
2: since he doesn't uh the, that character the serial killer character does not seem like a pedophile
1: no, so he doesn't seem like the type to either he really doesn't... be interested in sexual stuff, anyways, in a no. sense. But also, so it's it... a middle-aged man so in a teenage just... girl's body. Yeah, she's at most seventeen or yeah. eighteen.
2: It was, it, <clears throat> it yeah, it. I don't think it made very much sense for his character anyway. No, but also we don't know anything about this dude, which is something I'm going to get to in my
0: section because it yeah. really bothered me. Sure. Should
1: we speed up?
0: Uh Yeah. So Millie wakes up in the butcher's room, which is full of like creepy stuff, dolls with nails in them, all kinds of weird, weird stuff. Um, and of course, as a 17 year old girl would, she starts freaking out um, and this hobo comes up to her and starts asking her for jelly beans, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, which is code for drugs, obviously. Um, and after actually, I actually, this part actually did make me chuckle a little bit. Um, and Millie, of course, eventually runs off, um, the, we cut back to the butcher who is coming downstairs to have breakfast with mom, um, and starts eating breakfast like a madman, really conveying that he has not actually tasted a good meal in a while, um, Pretty, pretty good stuff there. Um, and I guess mom just assumes she's in shock. Like, uh, the butcher is acting obviously extremely weird here, so I don't know how she put... I mean, I don't know how you would put that two and two together, but mm-hmm. still. Um, he, the butcher picks up a kitchen knife and almost kills the sister, which, as a point here, really cool shot where she's holding the knife and you can see her eyes and the knife is pointed at the sister. I really really liked that shot. That was it, a very good shot. It only lasted for like a second on screen, but and it was blinking you miss it, but super cool shot there. Um and the mom of course foils it, picks up the knife, says, "Oh my god, it's sweetie," typical mom stuff and doesn't notice. Yeah. That
2: she had a knife pointed, pointed at her sister. Sister's back.
1: Don't, don't you guys have siblings? Isn't that just how it normally is?
0: Uh, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um so she, uh, the mom says something about, you're not thinking about going to school today. I know your friends are very worried about you to which the butcher says the word friends. Uh, Millie wanders through town, seeing some different people, um, that we met with her earlier in the movie who obviously don't recognize her. People, one lady recognizes, uh, Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. um, as the butcher to which Millie starts screaming and runs away. Um, to which my favorite shot in the movie as far as color grading here as the butcher dresses in uh, Millie's sister's clothes. It's this red leather jacket with these black pants. Um, and then you've got the color grading as she's walking into the school in the middle of a pep rally and you've got these blues and these oranges. Literally. And everything is like super snappy and lighthearted except for Millie or the butcher walking into the school. Loved that shot composition. Uh-huh. Wow,
1: don't steal all my stuff. I'm sorry,
0: talk about. sorry. <laughs> um... To which the – the um, as she's walking through, we get your obligatory cum joke uh, where a kid is, like, eating, like, yeah. an applesauce or something like that and it squirts everywhere or whatever. Um, t- and then the Josh says, um, does Millie look cute? Question mark. Um, and then the bully who I did not know the name of until my second watch through Ryler um, – comes up and is suddenly very interested in what Millie has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh Millie in the butcher's body um goes to school as um as the butcher while dodging police officers. Um and then as the butcher and Ryler are talking in the locker room, uh which is the scene that Shelby had mentioned earlier, which we will just move on. Yeah. Um the we see Um, Ryler says that she has to use the restroom. So she goes into the bathroom where she runs into Millie who is taking a shower just as Vince Vaughn (laughs) in the, in the school locker room to which Ryler clearly (laughs) freaks out, says the butcher is in the school, which I don't know why the butcher doesn't start freaking out right there. Like that, that hit, well, that his body is there. Yeah. You know, like he's going to get caught at this point, but anyway.
2: I I will be talking plenty about
0: this. Okay. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Um, the butcher locks Ryler in a cryo chamber as, um, and then leaves, uh, yep. locks her in there. Um, Millie finds her later, uh, frozen solid, uh, touches her. She falls and shatters all over the floor, Neat.
1: um,
0: which is the le- least gruesome death, I think in the entire yeah. movie. Um,
1: and you don't even really feel that bad for her when it happens. No, no. <laughs>
0: Um, The butcher goes to the woodshop class uh, where Booker asks her how she's holding up. He cuts his finger and uh, he licks the blood and everybody stares. That's just what I have written here. Um, Yeah, that's
1: when you get the really terrible scene with the teacher of, like, stop being an attention whore, that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think they were really... It's language that women do here every day, but it's still really overdone and annoying. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, Teacher continues to be an asshole um Millie finds her friends later um and as they're this is the this is the best part of the movie for me was this chase scene through the school this was my favorite scene <laughs> um at one point uh Millie gets kicked in the in the balls of the body that she's currently inhabiting and she makes a joke that um that yep I have those <laughs> I thought that was really funny um uh the line comes in you're black I'm gay Uh, We are so dead. I really like this line. I think it's very good self-aware humor. I really wish it hadn't been in the trailer.
2: Yeah.
0: I really wish it hadn't been in the trailer. Also
2: one of the very few instances of genuine self-aware humor in the movie. For a movie that seems like it really wants to be self-aware, it Mm -hmm. really isn't 90% of the time.
0: Um, Millie continues to plead with her friends. Um, I have it written down here. Random people in the background of this shot. Like, yeah, they scare the lunch lady, who is actually the costume designer. Um, looking in the, looking in the, uh, trivia about this movie. But there's just, like, random people walking by, and there's, like, a really big commotion going on, so I don't know how anybody doesn't notice this, but... Um, Josh starts throwing dishes and food. Um, they start beating Millie with utensils. Um... And then Millie eventually gets the, them to listen to her by doing the school's mascot cheer um, and answering all questions that only Millie would know the answer to um, and doing the secret handshake that we saw earlier when they left the, um, when they left the game. Uh, Millie explains through a Google search that Ladola or no, sorry, she just says that Ladola was the name of the dagger. Um, she helicopters with the butcher's dick. super funny anyway um they find an article online about the dagger uh they have a conversation about the dagger with a unimportant spanish teacher who exposits that the switch will be permanent unless reversed within 24 hours Mm -hmm. meaning that they only have about eight or nine hours left to go before this becomes permanent which makes the school day at like 3 p.m which is confusing um So Millie is hiding in the men's room and finds lewd graffiti on a stall about her, um, which is kind of a good character moment for Millie. Uh, Millie intimidates the student who barked at her earlier as the butcher by barking in his face um, and issuing threats to which he pees himself, and that's pretty much that. We never (laughs) see that character again. Um, They decide they're going to go catch the butcher. Butcher ends up killing the teacher. Um, Again... No one who dies from this point on really doesn't deserve it. Um, She's significantly weaker during the initial scuffle, um, but ends up stabbing him with a screwdriver. Um, And I know that this was a problem for grossness for you guys, um, but she cuts him in half vertically with a table slaw. um, And then we cut to the hallway where Millie and her friends confront him in the hall um, and Butcher acts scared. um, Really good. Really good writing there Mm -hmm. um, with him pretending to be scared as the security or cops, I think it is, um, chase them to Josh's car, um, which has trouble starting. There's your trouble starting trope Mm -hmm. for the horror movie. Uh, Funny joke um, about needing the seat moved. Um, I thought that joke was pretty good. (laughs) Um, They run from the cops as they try to escape um, into a mall as uh, Millie's sister um, follows them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Millie hides in the dressing room as mom is working and attempts to help Millie pick out polos. Um, mom talks about Millie's dad to a total stranger, uh, not knowing it's obviously actually her daughter. Um, moment. really. yeah, sweet. yeah. This was actually a pretty tender moment for me. Uh, and then they threw it out the, <laughs> the, the, window immediately. Um, when the mom asks, uh, Millie out on a date to which she accidentally emphatically says no. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, And then she ends up letting her down easy as the sister comes in, takes mom away so that the mom is not in danger anymore. Um, The friends hand Millie a Halloween mask of a football player, Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers. We find out through Instagram that the butcher is out at a place called Grimm's Mini Golf uh, with the football team as they are all trying to seduce her, him. Um... As Butcher lures Booker into a back room, Millie, Josh, and Nyla arrive. We get jump jump scare attempt number four. This is probably like the quote unquote creepiest it gets. Um I really like the use of black light here. Um the so jump scare number four. Uh Josh, Nyla, and Millie split up. Butcher stalks Booker through the um mini golf course. Um and then they um Uh, Millie eventually catches up with them, knocks out both the butcher and Booker. um, They take them back to a house. I just thought this was just some random house until later. (laughs) It ends up being Josh's house later on. Um, They tie a now conscious butcher to a chair and Booker is out cold on the couch. Booker wakes up. Um, Millie and the butcher both try to convince Booker about what's going on. Um, Millie eventually quotes a poem um, that she had written for Booker and left in his locker to get him to believe her, which by the way he
2: didn't actually know who it was from correct yeah. should be uh should be noted he just assumes it was from her, even though he doesn't actually have proof that it was
0: um yep they Very they concluded. have a they have a talk in the kitchen about what to do next um as they gag the butcher, they incorrectly refer to Butcher as her um and she shouts pronouns, which is fine with me. Um, they leave Josh for some reason with the butcher, um, as Millie, Nyla and Booker go to the police station to try and get Ladola. Millie and Booker talk about Millie feeling strong in the, in, in the killer's body, but he says that she's stronger than she thinks. Um, Back at the house, Butcher struggles with his bonds as Josh's mom shows up, seeing Butcher tied up, and Josh says they are role-playing. Uh, pretty good jokes here, as Josh feigns being straight to his mom, and she says that he is many things straight is not one of them. Good
1: good self-aware mom, good self-aware mom. <laughs>
0: I thought that was really funny. Um, so mom tries to untie Butcher, thinking that he is Millie. Um, to which, um, and the butcher breaks out of the ropes that he's been trying to untie the entire time, um, and gets a knife and chases them through the house, but eventually gives up, quoting that the body is useless. Um, Nyla gets the knife, uh, as she sneaks into the police station and tells, um, Charlene, the sister, that the butcher's out back, um, to which she runs out, Nyla gets the knife, um, and then, um... Charlene holds her at gunpoint, <laughs> yeah. which is a weird choice. But movies cops pull their guns in movies a lot more than cops do in real life. So,
1: um, considering it was on the one black character in the movie, I feel, yeah, 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 good point. Not <laughs> so, um, accurate.
0: Cut back to the car where Booker and Millie um, are sitting there. Booker gets into the back seat with her. And they talk more about the poem. Booker admits that he loved it and hoped Millie had wrote it and confesses his feelings for her. Um, as they kiss, fucking weird.
1: Yeah, Vin- Vince Vaughn. Made really weird choice. Saying. Literally,
0: what I wrote. I said, "Okay, this is weird." Yeah. yeah. So, so that is my that is my one usage here. We're just gonna move on from that. Yeah. That was a weird choice. Really, really, really. Um, butcher shows up at the station. Millie attempts to confront him, but is confronted by Charlene, who obviously thinks that Millie is the butcher. Right. Um, after some 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 rogue stuff, as it would be in D anD D, they lock Charlene in a holding cell. Um, as Millie runs away, she kind of, like, blows her sister a kiss. Yeah. Which is super funny. Um, and I would be super uncomfortable by that. Um, the butcher steals the cop car and attempts to run Josh over. Um, I missed this the first time, and that's why it wasn't in my notes earlier. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Um, the butcher suggests, since Homecoming was canceled earlier in the movie, suggests holding it at the old mill, which is where his house is, or his Mm -hmm. room is, um, so that he can lure them into their deaths. So... Good attention there. Um, Butcher, as in Millie's body, goes to the homecoming party, which is a trap he had laid. Um, He takes a football player away from the party as Millie arrives and goes in alone, uh, and then immediately isn't alone. (laughs) Um, uh, Important note, Josh hands Millie his watch. Um, The football players imply something that should never have been implied as Butcher kills Two of them, or I think she on, he only kills one of them immediately by slicing his throat with the mm-hmm. with the beer bottle, or the whiskey bottle, um, and then kills the other two, one on screen with a chainsaw and then one off screen with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm.
1: And then um, one got away.
0: Nope, all three of them were killed. One of them was just killed off screen.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yep, and then there's another football player who takes Josh into the back and kisses him. There's a gay slur alert here um, yeah, as the butcher kills that football player with a hook in the eye um and then we get our final confrontation with butcher and millie as the cops arrive uh millie chases butcher as the teens join the fight as they run out of time but surprise they're not out of time because like we said earlier josh sets his watch five minutes past so it's actually only eleven fifty-five. yes um so good good moment there um so everything is fine, and they, they switch back. Um, the cops shoot the real butcher. Um, we cut to Millie and her friends sitting in an ambulance as Booker and Millie have their actual real moment. Thank goodness they had an actual moment, not just the one in the back of the car. Um, we find out that the butcher is still alive in the ambulance, takes his heart monitor off, so it looks like he's dead, and uh, I guess escapes the ambulance. Which they don't notice. Yeah, which
2: they... they... Know it's literally their job to... You know, I
1: thought make
2: sure he's actually dead. From
1: that implication of the scene, I thought he took it off himself, like he wiggled it off his finger. He does. That, okay, I thought you guys were saying that the actual ambulance people took it off his finger and mm. were like he died. No,
2: no the, problem, I'm the just, problem with it is that they don't notice that it's off.
0: Yeah, yeah. at and some then, point, and then at some point, this six foot five man sneaks away from them. Because I believe
2: what once the once the vital signs completely drop, you're supposed to check the pulse, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. and they don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the logic. So um, mom and Millie have a really nice moment where mom tells her to go to the college that she wants to go to um, and uh, going back to the conversation they had had earlier. um, I actually really like this moment. Um, She goes downstairs for something. I don't remember what it was. Um, The back door of the house is open. She assumes it was her sister. Uh, Millie walks through the house. We get jump scare number five as Butcher is in the house, holds a knife to Millie's throat um charlene attempts to shoot him but he emptied her gun before they um before this scene really good notice there Mm -hmm. um mom breaks a alcohol bottle over his head um and tells millie to run char reloads her gun there's a scuffle um millie attempts to stab the butcher but he overpowers her because he's a middle-aged man and she's 17 uh Brings up mom's alcohol problems and uh, her dead father. Um, She kicks him in the balls after quoting that she did learn something from Mm -hmm. him. uh, Kicks him in the balls and then they stab him through the chest with a table leg. Yeah. uh, Ending the ordeal. Um, And she quotes, I am an effing piece as the credits roll. Yes. So that is the main synopsis of the movie let's get into the nitty-gritty here boys we'll start with shelby and her technical specs oh. we'll have a we'll have a conversation here
1: so i actually i'm not very i'm not professional i don't notice cool stuff too much um the knife shot i really like that you pointed that out and it was actually very interesting um i do want to i can't remember if like when we had the knives up if it looked like she had blue eyes like how the actress does or if he had brown eyes like Mm. the killer so maybe that could have been a cool reveal if not i'm just blowing smoke at my ass um i actually mainly focused on the coloring because that revealed a lot about where the movie was going and the main key elements there were three main colors there was the yellow which was ladola there was the red which was the killer and then there was the blue that was millie okay when we uh first get introduced to everybody they're swathed in their own color so ladola in its last case i'm cortana Oh, no, Cortana, no. Oh, technical you. difficulties, <laughs>
0: all, right. all right. Sign it. <laughs> okay, I will, don't worry, I will trim that out and resume thought in three, two.
1: I've lost it now. <laughs> um, um,
0: you were, ta- uh, yeah, red for Lodola, or no, yellow for Lodola. Yellow sorry, for
1: Ladola. so when we first see the box, swathed in yellow and gold, especially gives a hint at, like, it's Aztec nature. Especially, um... Question mark? Uh, no. They say Aztec. Do they say
2: Aztec? Aztec. (laughs)
1: Okay. Mostly because Aztec were mainly known for their blood sacrifice, but that has a whole different thing. And also, Aztec aren't just known for their blood sacrifice. They had a lot of cooler stuff, but I digress. Um, anyways, Lodola was gold. Killer was red. A lot of times, um, best case we see it in, actually, is in, when the killer is in Millie's body. And that's the red jacket, as Justin pointed out, going through the sea of blue. But what I really liked was whenever we had the killer like in the homecoming scene at the old mill still in all the red but the lighting and everything was blue and purple and it shows that the killer is still in Millie's body but he's assuming the Millie persona Mm -hmm. showing that it's like literally a wolf in sheep's clothing but assuming that kind of like demure like Millie, gentle, soft, sweet, that sort of behavior so you don't really see, or at least as a character in that world, you don't really see the danger hidden in it. Um, another thing I wanted to point out is typically when we have a character that swaps bodies and is slowly claiming a body, they will change a part of it so it fits them better. So in this case, Mill- or the killer in Millie's body put on the red jacket. Mm-hmm. The blue jeans stayed very bright blue, and it still shows that the body is half the killer's, but it's still half Millie's. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Millie, in the killer's body, stayed in entirely black, showing that it was still his body, showing that there was still a chance for them to change back. So the killer was still entirely hers, but the killer hadn't fully laid claim on Millie's. That was a really cool detail that I really liked, and it was something they stuck by.
0: Yeah, I didn't even catch that. That's a good find.
1: (laughs) Um, Along with that, uh, you know Ladola is coming into play when you're starting to see more gold. So in the final showdown between um, Millie and the killer... The killer in Millie's body is half blue, half red, in, based on the lighting, showing that it's still the killer in Millie in one body, but the killer, Millie in Vince Vaughn, is actually half blue and gold, showing that it's Lodola and Millie in control of that body. Okay. So, showing that Lodola still has a chance of swapping it back, whereas the killer has still got a lot of control, like, it's outside of Lodola's influence still. Um. The ending scenes also were still swathed in gold. So it shows that, like, there's not really any swapperoo type shenanigans going on, but that Lidola is still in control of the situation. And I think that's actually a really big hint to that Millie might take up the mantle of killer, because the knife still is going to call to her, especially with how much yellow was still after her. Okay. Um,. But yeah, that was mostly just the stuff that I noticed. Also, you had, like, the really big obvious stuff. Like, there was always a knife or chopping motions or (laughs) blood around the killer in Millie's body. Um, The shot work was still, like, pretty basic, honestly, to me. They didn't do anything too fancy. Um, I think as a movie, because their plot was still so out there, or not really out there, but so obvious, they didn't really have to do anything too fancy to show, like, foreshadow or anything like that. You knew where it was going from, like, point one. Um, I do want to point out, though, I I might be crazy, but the first scene, we have the four teens around the campfire, they each get lit up in the order they're killed. Do they really? Yes. so Isaac, so they're they're all leaning back from the fire, Isaac is the first to lean forward and get lit up, followed after by the girl, because she, like, got kind of pushed into the light because the beer was spilled on her. The other two, they stayed to make out, but, um... The main dude kind of, like, leaned... Like, the boyfriend leaned more into the light. The last girl to be killed, the blonde girl, kind of leaned further into the shadows as they twisted towards each other. So, kind of further cementing the order they were killed in.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. That's actually... That's
1: really cool. Yeah. Um, I I also might just be crazy. (laughs) Like,
0: honestly, what I'm getting from this is, like, there's nothing really technically wrong with this movie. I mean, it's pretty... I mean, it's mm-hmm. an it's an average horror movie, but yeah. from the technical standpoint, I think they did a really good job, like with their color matching, their lighting. Mm-hmm.
1: They, um, they were inconsistent with it sometimes, but I think part of it has to do with um, in the kitchen scene where Millie is trying to convince her friends that she's her. You actually have it at first where the killer's body is swathed in red light from the cooking machines, and I think that goes back into the like swat Millie's or the killer swathed in blue light to show that showing this persona and that tracks really well because any anytime that they're taking on the persona like millie pretending to be the killer or very intimidating or the killer pretending to be like soft gentle millie they get swathed in the other light showing that the base like the red jacket still the killer but the light the persona they're pulling on mm. um but that that scene and then the mill scene were the only two i really really noticed um but it is something that they still They keep very consistent, usually. Uh, You also know if a character is going to be safe if they're swapped in blue light. And if they're going to die, they're usually in red. And that's because blue is the safety, red is the danger. Gotcha. Yeah, that was pretty much it. (laughs) Um,
0: So I have some notes um, on the technical specs. I really enjoyed the set design on Millie's room. Yes. Very cute. Um, I thought the wallpaper, the the fairy lights that were up around mm-hmm. her, her mirror and her window. Um, oh, gee, I, that was... I
1: wonder why you like the fairy lights so much. Hush
0: up. <laughs> um no, I <laughs> just I mean it's these were Sarah's idea, anyway. Um so the um but, like, the posters, you know, the, the movie poster for Pitch Perfect 2, the Brandon Yuri poster, the cute little, like, pig squealy alarm clock that she has, um, all, I mean, shouted, you know, teenage girl that really hasn't found her identity mm-hmm. yet.
2: I mean, it just kind of screams teenage girl to me. Fair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, that is the point, though. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. Um i think a lot of the technical details with the color that you brought up were really cool and interesting mm-hmm. uh that was probably the only part of the actual um technical stuff that i think was actually cool and interesting to me yeah uh just very i mean you can tell it's a pretty low budget movie mm-hmm. it's, i mean uh, the cornstarch yeah the the shots are pretty basic most of the time and I think
1: also they didn't, it's not a very complex storyline, it's not a very (laughs) complex idea they're trying to pull, so they don't really need to, like, the best they can do is probably, like, Easter eggs or, like, a lot of the color swatching, that sort of stuff. They really don't need to hide anything and lead an eye away from somewhere. Mm -hmm. They just need you focused in the right spot. Yeah,
2: and I think those attentions to detail were more interesting than the actual script itself. (laughs)
0: and then Shelby because I know you are running low on time did you have any notes for our categories
1: um not too much um I didn't like the movie that much okay so (laughs) So, it's
0: a a nap from you
1: it's a nap for me but um mainly because of some of the issues they handled like Vince Vaughn and Millie's body filling up her boobs that pissed me off sure they didn't handle some elements very well other than that for what it is, like, just being, like, a parody horror movie of a Freaky Friday, it does itself very well. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but mm-hmm. it still has fun with it. I just wish there were some elements that you could cut out of it to keep it good mm-hmm. um, and really raise the quality. But ultimately, I just focused on, like, that color swatching. That was the most interesting part of it for me. Okay.
0: Yeah. Riley, Any anything else before we move on to your category? Um... In terms of technical stuff,
2: no, not really. Nothing really stood out to me really okay. heavily about it. I don't
0: think. Okay, not really. Well, then we get to the to the, in my opinion, the weakest part of this movie, um, and that is the the script and the writing. So, Riley, why don't yeah, you why don't a, you lead us in with this, your thoughts? I,
2: this is a pretty messy screenplay, I think. Um, yeah. I didn't. So this movie is absolutely trying to be a parody of horror movie tropes, mm-hmm. and 90% of the time it is really not very self-aware. Uh, there are, like, once in a while some jokes that are like, oh, haha, ha it's like they're in a horror movie and they know it, and then most of the time it's just tropes being played straight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first 20 minutes of this movie I hated. Yeah, I I really... I watched the... Because I watched the first 20 minutes for the first like 15 minutes. And I turned the movie off because I had to go eat food. <laughs> and I was really really struggling to with the drive to go back to it because I th- I thought, "Oh, man, that opening scene was so bad." <laughs> the the I hate all of the characters um, all the characters in the intro scene. I mean, obviously they all die. Yeah. Um,
0: nameless nameless kill. No, and they were all,
2: they were all annoying and they were stupid. Um, but not in a way that was, like, making fun of the fact that they were annoying or stupid. They just kind of were. Yeah, it
1: it (laughs) played um, it very straight. They didn't make actually a parody of them. And
2: then, because the only characters in this movie that I actually enjoyed watching were Millie and the the killer, the Vince Vaughn killer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because everybody else was either... Not very well acted or really, really badly written. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character Josh,
0: <laughs> I hated so much. Yeah,
2: I did not oh, like the character the, of Josh except the, for
0: the one scene with his mom. I thought the I thought the whole like mom, the joke with mom and him being gay. I thought that was a really here's good, the
2: thing. Here's the joke. thing about Joshua. <laughs> Joshua in the second half of this movie is a completely different character from Joshua in the first half of this movie. Josh, because mm. they obviously want you to care about this kid. And I feel like they kind of rewrote his character while they were doing this script. Because he is literally introduced in his opening scene to uh, like openly mock and be an asshole towards this like very kindly man walking his dog Mm -hmm. and then brag about how he wants to date rape a bunch of guys at homecoming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, I hate this guy. And then he makes fun of Wicked. Well, that's just, that's just salt on the wound right there. Yeah, Yeah. Um, You're wrong. You're, you're bad and you should feel bad. (laughs) And I, I'm so, I wish he died. (laughs) <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> That's
0: okay. Not really.
1: I'm you, um, the color the colors almost set it up. He was just always in blue. I'm sorry, man.
0: Um, he's always wearing a denim jacket.
1: Yeah. That was it. It's always safe.
0: Um I I'm also a
2: big, big, oh. big pet peeve of mine in movies that star teenagers is really? when the teenagers have dialogue that sounds like it was written by boardroom executives mm. trying to imagine what teenagers <laughs> sound like. We'll call it the Riverdale problem. Mm. Uh, mm. It's just, it's so annoying. It takes, me out of the, it takes me out of anything I watch if it happens because all of the things that the characters say in this movie feel so unnatural mm. uh, for a, a human being to say, let alone a, a human teenager, because they all... There's a, there's a part in this movie near the end where a character is speaking in
0: hashtags...
1: <laughs> no, I do that. I feel that. I thought
0: I thought that was a really funny touch, and I thought no. it was a really funny joke because then, like, because then she be beca- <coughs> Excuse me. Because then she becomes self aware that she's <laughs> doing it, and she goes hashtag What is she doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's how it starts out. Is, like you do it ironically, and then you're at the point where it's just part of your speech, uh-huh. and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, but I um, I almost used our f again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. A lot of characters in general just aren't very smart in this Mm. movie, which is obviously not really going to happen in a horror movie anyway. Mm -hmm. But this is part of the reason why I'm not really a fan of horror movies, because I don't really like uh, aggressive gore very much. Sure. But the main reason I hate horror movies is because I hate the way that characters are written, because I really, really hate um, really plot-convenient stupidity. Um Like, at the, near the beginning of the movie, when the one blonde girl uh, is hiding from the killer, and she's in the closet, and then he immediately walks away, and she's like, oh, time to leave the closet, (laughs) instead of staying in the closet, and and staying in the hidden room that nobody knew about, and calling 911, Mm. which, you know, whatever.
1: Now that I think about it, though, like, the dude, if he's in the house, like, hunting them down, and he was in that basement, which is kind of like a hidden area, He probably knows about some of the hidden passages and areas like that.
2: But then why wouldn't he go in?
1: He probably didn't know about that particular one, but he probably knew that there was stuff around like that.
2: Well, right? fair enough, but he still would have left eventually, or she would have. She would not have been found
0: as fast as she would. Yeah, was. yeah, yeah.
1: You've got a point there, but I'm just now thinking like, oh, maybe yeah. she knew. Like, if he's coming out of nowhere, and just
0: and also if we if we I mean if we really want to get into the specifics of like what if this is what they meant by yeah, that, yeah, yeah. then you could also say that like he like walked away knowing that she would come out. Yeah. And then it would be so much easier for him to kill her out in the living room than in a secret compartment where there might not be as much room and she has more of a, it, yeah, Ooh, I guess. It just didn't really play out that way. Yeah, yeah. it didn't. And and that's the like, thing. It's... If that's what you're going for, that's kind of the moment. And I know the rule is generally show, don't tell. But that is definitely one of those times where you need to tell and not show yeah. is if you mean something that, that, that is that obscure, you need to let us know that.
2: Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, and another thing is, you know, we touched on this earlier. There's a lot of stereotypes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Almost every single mm-hmm. character is a is some sort of stereotype. Um, like you know, Josh is a very stereotypical flamboyantly gay character, mm-hmm. and uh, what's her name? Nyla is that her Nyla. name? Nyla, and she's you know the sass- the sassy black best friend, <laughs> <laughs> who's not sassy. <laughs> who's not sassy.
1: She's actually probably she probably plays it straight more than more char- the most characters.
2: Sure. Um, uh, and there's I I specifically wrote down because it, it bothered me where there's a scene. Well, first of all, <laughs> he googles the McGuffin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah! I appreciated that. That <laughs> would be me. What is
2: this what is this ancient uh, unknown knife, oh wait, I googled it it's right here, it's this thing. <laughs> and then it's in Spanish, and they don't know how to read Spanish, so they take it to the spanish teacher and yeah, of course it's the it's the it's the freaking Spanish woman that has to read the curse to them because of you know come on
0: well, I mean That's, it's a good use also... that they're in a it's a good use that they're in a high school though because there is a Spanish teacher in every high school in America, so
2: but it feels very,
0: the... very forced to have to try to get the the
2: Person speaking the foreign language.
1: This, just this is so, this is my nitpicky them. thing. This is so dumb. If you're already Googling the knife, yeah. why <laughs> didn't <laughs> you just use Google Googling. Translate?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's tons of stuff like that. Um,
1: <laughs> what does Ladola mean, anyways? I don't know. Does don't it know. just mean the knife? Probably. Probably. <laughs> right, okay. Let me Google it, like guys. <laughs> Google, the ma-
2: Google the it's, it's like amazing. how El Chupacabra is just the monster.
1: <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay, it's The Pain. Oh, The, the pain. pain.
2: The Pain. <laughs> the Pain. Um the I think my my favorite favorite scene in the movie that made me laugh so hard I had to I had to pause the movie. And I do not think it was intended to be a humorous scene, but it was so funny to me. Hmm. There's a uh, in a scene where uh the killer in Millie's body goes and tries to kill the the really teacher, the woodshop teacher. teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which why is Millie in Woodshop anyway? Yeah, and, uh, because she likes the. Uh, oh, the oh, that's right. The, she likes the, Booker, the, the giant right. boy. Yep.
1: But how did they How did? She... Never mind. Maybe they registered
0: on the same day, Shelby. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Get your nitpicky like butt in here and be nitpicky with me.
0: Um, but
2: she goes and she tries to murder him, and he fights back, and he's you know he physically overpowers her. Well, of she's course, teenage okay. girl and. He's a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I'm a teenage girl.
2: <laughs> and you know
0: he, be, he beats the crap out of her. Man, he really yeah, lays, he
2: I, really lays into her. Yeah.
0: Well, he tries to. be He does. I and I will give credit to this. He does try to be like, like shove off, and mm. then he tries to back off once, and then yeah. she attacks him again after
2: she's already in. in after you know he thinks it's Millie after he right. after he already incapacitates her he just continues to kick her head
0: well, no no because he he like he so she he, 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 she jumps on his back he shoves her off and then he goes to leave and then she attacks him again mm-hmm. and then that's when he beats the shit out of her yeah up.
1: he like bonks her against the uh, wall and oh, she yeah. falls off and yeah. then he kind of oh, yeah.
2: like keeps Well anyway but after he finishes bashing her head in with or bashing the kill mill Mm, Kill no. After Kill ba- no. bashing Kilmill's head into the wall with his foot, he says, "I'll see you in the principal's office." <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that, I remember that. That was that was oh, oh, the best. Yes. That is
2: oh that I'm glad that that made it into the movie because
0: that is the <laughs> biggest takeaway I'm gonna get out of it. <laughs> but um, I think the I think the line was meant for comedy. But it's at such a weird place. But he, so
2: doesn't, a we- he yeah. doesn't say it like a comedic line. He says it with such sincerity <laughs> yeah. and vigor.
1: And it's like, why not the police? Like, why the principal? No, what power does he have? Uh,
2: I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. um...
0: Hey, guys, brief caveat to what's going on here. We had some slight technical difficulties, which led to us losing some audio. Um, and unfortunately, before we realized that some of the audio had been gone, Shelby had had to leave, as I mentioned earlier, for some family plans for Christmas. So um, from here on out, it will be just me and Riley. We've recorded some of the dialogue that was lost. Um, but unfortunately, we we can't have some of Shelby's opinions on there. Um, and we definitely do apologize for that. We are going to remain ad-free for this episode, A, because we kind of messed up on this, and there's some technical difficulties, B, because it's Christmas, and C, because it is our debut episode, and that was kind of the plan anyway. Um, But yeah, so thank you guys so much for sticking with us, and enjoy the last 20 or so minutes with me and Riley's thoughts. Thanks. Bye.
2: Alright, and then another, um, another thing that really bothers me is a lot of... Because you said you like a lot of the emotional, tender scenes yeah. in this movie. Um, and I did not. <laughs> I um, thought most of them were really forced. Uh, they did not really come up in organic, natural way. The big one that stood out to me was when the when the mom... Uh, when the, they go and hide out in the store where Millie's mom works. Uh-huh. And they have Millie uh, in the killer's body and... She goes and hangs out in the dressing room while they try to figure something out. And then the mom goes and she tries, and she's asking if the man in there needs help trying on clothes. Uh, and then she just starts talking about all of her personal problems just out <laughs> of nowhere. Just um, like, oh, well, I, you know, I oh, my husband died and my, my, oh, my youngest daughter, she takes it so hard and she doesn't talk. And, and uh, you know... They they have this heart to heart, but realistically, why why is she laying her life story into this man that she has never met just to have an emotional scene within the movie? Doesn't right? Really, it doesn't make sense in context.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I know the purpose of this scene was so that you can I mean, t ball the um the scene later in the bedroom, which is actually a nice moment where she tells Millie that she can go to college in Boston. Oh well, yeah. Um, but there's definitely other ways that I think they could have figured out how to get there. Like this scene, while I liked the moment itself, I agree that it was super unnecessary.
2: Yeah. I just, there's tons of things like that in this movie that I think just, they wanted so badly to have certain, uh, have certain plot points and conversations happen in the movie, but they didn't think about the necessary context and lead up to these moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it comes off feeling very, very forced. Um, and so I haven't talked about the what well, I thought about the killer yet, have I? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so I have a really, really big problem with the way that the killer is written in this movie. Uh, not necessarily with the acting. I think Vince Vaughn does a really good job. Uh, and, um, what's her name? Catherine Newton. Catherine Newton, uh, as with it, when the killer's inhabiting her body. I mm-hmm. think the killer doesn't have a name, does he? I don't think he's. It's,
0: it's just the Blissfield
2: butcher. The Blissfield butcher. It's just I. I've just been calling him the butcher the entire time. Oh okay. Um, but he's because you don't know anything about him. Um, you know he goes to. Like I, like I already said, like, he goes to this, this house at the beginning and he wants to... He's just he's just a killer. He's just killing everybody. And I guess he's just trying to kill teenagers. Mm-hmm. But they don't really explain why. They don't explain what he's doing. They don't explain what his goal is. Is mm-hmm. he just a killer? Is he just getting enjoyment out of killing teenagers?
0: Right. It, like, is he there for that knife for some reason? Yeah. Like, it's never... It they is never sing. explained. And... Uh, like a, Like, I do... I do think that he just happened upon the knife. I don't think that was meant to be any, like, big surprise thing. But, yeah, there's no... But the movie doesn't make that very clear. No.
2: They, um... Because it makes it seem like he was going to this house for this knife. Because the knife is such an essential part of this movie. Um, and, you know, because my assumption was that he just wanted to switch bodies and continue to murder uh, under the radar while people would be searching for... You know this him. other this other middle aged man. Yeah, but uh, you know it's just it's just weird that we don't learn anything about him, and then at the very end, I have a really really big problem with the fact that he just becomes an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> in in the very last scene, he just he because um, throughout the whole movie, he is he murders people without thinking. You know he, he's not he's mindless. He, Pretty much, well, not mindless because he is smart about how he does it, yeah. but he doesn't taunt them. He just does it. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, uh, he doesn't take his time. He doesn't want to savor the moment. He just enjoys the act of killing and watching people die. And then at the very end, uh, after he's already defeated, he goes to Millie's house with her family and he's so talkative. He doesn't, like, he taunts them really heavily at the very end for no reason, when he could, e- he could easily just kill them, he gives them plenty of openings to attack him. Sure. And, uh, you know, that's, those kinds of plot conveniences really annoy me in movies like this. And again, that's just why I don't really care for horror movies very much.
0: Yeah, something I'd like to add is that the, this last scene with the mm-hmm. butcher in in the house, it's completely unnecessary. Like, like I don't know. Like, I get that it's, it's essential for Millie... To, like, be the one who, like, ends the, the whole thing. I get that. Um, oh, my goodness. I totally forgot to bring this up. Massive plot hole here. If you, if you look, there's no signs that the cops shot him earlier. His sweater is, like, back in, like, perfect condition. Oh, is it? Yeah.
2: Maybe he just went home and got a different sweater.
0: There's no... <laughs> see, it's like that commercial with Taylor Swift where she's just got, like, 25 of the same white cardigan. Um... But no, it's it's completely or or the
2: scene in uh, at the beginning of B Movie, where Barry B. Benson is going <laughs> Barry
0: B. Benson. Um, oh. Okay, <laughs> off topic. <laughs> Sorry, are <laughs> no, good. Um, but I I I just I didn't see a point in the in the little epilogue that we got, other than Millie is the one that kills him like that's the only thing that this movie added to it. It it took it away from the cops and gave it to the main character, but but the main character already did resolve the plot. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Like I think I think the movie should have ended um like I guess because we want to have that last tender moment with mom and Honestly, the only other spot I can see it ending is with Millie and Booker kissing on the back of the ambulance. That's the only other spot that I can think to end the movie and have it make sense. But then we don't get that moment with her mom, which is, I think, super important to Millie's character. Um, And then, yeah, and then they just shoehorn this last scene with the butcher in there. And it's, I mean, it's just a chance for Vince Vaughn to get to be just a normal human again. But...
2: I guess I don't know they could have used the opportunity to actually add more to his character but they actually take away what little (laughs) interest I actually had in him Um, but those those are all the really big uh, actual issues I have with the movie without getting into nitpickiness okay like you know how uh, the one the one jock kid um, the bully I don't know his name What was his name the
0: the jock which which jock are you talking about the one the The one one that was a jerk not booker no i know but there's like four football players who are jerks oh no
2: the one that she said oh i can't wait to kill you (laughs)
0: oh i don't know just (laughs) i would you know any of them no i think i think i know the one who gets the the hook in the eye and it's because like you can see his name written on his sports jacket his name is (laughs) philip
2: But no, she, the killer, uh, Kill Mill, (laughs) um, whispers in his ear something, he says something and he's like, oh, I can't wait to kill you. And then walks away and he's like, oh, she's
0: into me. Um, and then, um. I, I, I chalked that up to peacocking for his friends. He gets threatened twice though. He does. He, he
2: absolutely does. He still, he still follows her into a secluded area where she could easily kill him after she already threatened to kill him
0: yeah i mean that's what you get for being an idiot i guess i guess um anything else uh no
2: like that's that's basically it i I think i've got most of my major issues out of the
0: way okay so moving on to um what i think um is um well it is my category i don't know why i'm stuttering um is the performances. So Vince Vaughn is coming off of the back of Fighting With My Family, which I am a big pro wrestling fan that movies about pro wrestling and despite the factual inaccuracies is actually a pretty decent flick. Um, And so he's coming off the back of that. uh, And Catherine Newton is uh, using Detective Pikachu um, from, was that last year? Was that 2019? Um... It feels like a decade ago. I 2020 has been a wild so.
2: ride. I will double check while you continue uh, Yes,
0: on. please. Um, but she's coming off the back of Detective Pikachu. Um, and Catherine Newton is who I kind of want to talk about here for a second. Because the one thing across Shelby giving it a nap... Um, and obviously we haven't heard our final opinions of it yet. But the... Um. Like the one thing that we've all agreed on consistently throughout this is that Catherine Newton's performance made this movie. Mm-hmm. Catherine Newton did so amazing, and I I I j ju- it just blows my mind. Uh, also look up her age for me, because I know she's a young you know, a young actress, and having to play three characters basically, because you've got small and frumpy Millie in the beginning, and then throughout the most the most of the meat of the movie um, you have her playing this psychopathic serial killer with that kind of stoic, um, resting evil face, as you, as you put it earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and I think she just did a really good job with what she was given. And like, I know it's kind of hard to look past it when Vince Vaughn is technically the main actor in the movie, but well, Cap- they both they both kind of share
2: it because I think she gets sort of an equal amount of screen time.
0: Right. Um... And I, I just, I cannot wait to see what happens with Catherine Newton. Uh, she's joined the MCU. Is she? Yeah.
2: Um, she, they recasted her as Cassie Lang
0: for uh, Ant-Man 3. Oh, Ant-Man's daughter? Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Which, All right. For some reason, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, ho- I mean, hopefully they do good things with her. I mean, the MCU, they either make or break stars, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, Detective Pikachu is 2019, by the way. Yeah. And she is 23. Okay, 23. So, I mean, that's still she, pretty young. Yeah, and I mean, she's for, almost 24. For her to be showing that much range, um, even if the writing wasn't the best in the beginning, like you said, that yeah. first act was pretty rough. Um, but she wasn't in it, though.
2: What? In the, in the first scene.
0: Oh, I'm just talking about the first act oh, in okay, general. Yeah, okay. I didn't really empathize with, with the writing of her in the first act. Um, but... Um, So despite the writing in the first act, she showed some real range here. And I think that's, I think, um, I think she's going to do big things in Hollywood. Like you said, joining the MCU. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I have nothing but good things to say about her performance in this movie. Um, Vince Vaughn, um, like I said, piggybacking off of fighting with my family. Um, I think Vince Vaughn did a great job here too. Um, it's kind of a trope now though because Jack Black did it so well in Jumanji where it's like oh look at the look at the big silly man pretend to be a girl. Yeah. It's, it's
2: it's uh it's something I think works in like a Saturday Night Live sketch but not something that I think can really carry a whole movie. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't say it gets grating. It doesn't get annoying, but it kind of loses its charm yeah.
0: really fast. And I think, I think that Jumanji did it a lot better just because, um, Jack Black is a pretty like side character in Jumanji. Cause I mean, in that movie, it was all about the rock and Kevin Hart. That was, yeah. that was, well, uh, was. Jack,
2: Jack Black is also, I think a much more, uh, animated actor yes. than Vince Vaughn. So it's, it's easier for someone like him to pull it off.
0: Um, right. Not but... to
2: say, not to discredit Vince Vaughn. I thought, I thought he did a fine job.
0: Yeah, I think Vince Vaughn did do a very, very good job. This movie was absolutely, like, based on two pillars, two performances, and it was the performances of Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn, which they are the two main characters. So they are the ones that are supposed to be carrying the movie, and that's fine. Um, I just, I really wish that some of the other performances had been better, Um I thought that the performance from Josh was super grating and super annoying, save for the one scene that I've talked about today with um, with the mom. I thought that joke yeah. had some pretty good comedic value. Um, other than that, I did not like the Friends. Um, I didn't think that their performances, they just seemed... they When they're constantly next to two consummate professionals, especially now that we've seen them be consummate professionals in Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn, I just think that they needed a lot more work and that polished factor, especially from someone who's their age to see her doing so much better than, than they are with probably an, a reasonably equal amount of training. And, um, obviously being next to Vince Vaughn, um, who's had, I mean, decades on screen. I mean, I remember him in the lost world Jurassic park and that came out in 1997. Um, it just, it, was really a bummer to kind of see, um, just all the side characters, their their performances. Like Shar, the the sister, I did not like her performance. Oh, I thought I, I, I thought I, she was grating. I thought she was annoying.
2: No, she was. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I didn't. I did not enjoy her performance. I will say – also she
0: slided Wicked and. Well, they oh. all
2: they all slided Wicked, except for the mom.
0: Yeah, the mom <laughs> is the only sensible one here. anyway
2: um i don't have a problem necessarily with the friends performances i just don't i think it's more of like a hayden christensen thing where they just didn't have a whole lot to work with with their characters specifically because they were literally just stereotypes they didn't really have a whole lot of their own things
0: yeah I I definitely I definitely see where you're coming from with that, and it and it really is such a shame because so much I I'm just hypothesizing here, um, but I believe that the directors were so busy giving Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn the instructions that they wanted them to do that these other actors kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um... And that's it's it's just a shame i I really wish that that the some of these side characters had turned in performances that I could be praising them for. I hate to dish especially on performers um I hate to dish on them because sometimes, like you said Hayden christensen um we've talked at length about him um not like, on here, <laughs> no, not on here, but it's. I just, I do think that it's it's a problem with the writing. And yeah. if you give somebody bad writing, it doesn't matter how good of an actor they are. If the writing is bad enough, it's gonna drag the entire performance down.
2: Well there's, well, there's two things, I think, that are important. You need to have either good writing or a director that is really good at actually directing actors. Because actors can make bad dialogue sound convincing under a good director. Yes. Uh, the problem with... You know, going back to why does everything always have to come back to Star Wars? <laughs> but, you know, you look at Star Wars, it had a bad script. Mm-hmm. And so some actors are able to um, work past it, are able to put in good performances uh, despite the dialogue, like yes. like Ewan McGregor or like uh, Ian McDermott. But characters, but actors that are not good at transforming really bad dialogue into convincing line delivery need a really good dialogue director to tell them how to do the lines which uh I don't obviously, think this inst- movie had yeah it's just which uh you know and that's I feel like that's pretty rare anyway for somebody to be really exceptionally good at that but uh you know like you said it's it's kind of a shame that uh a lot of the performances aren't really noteworthy
0: in this movie Um, besides the leads yeah so especially those kids at the beginning yeah that was was rough Um, I thought the mom like I liked when she was on screen I didn't have any specific problems with the mom but I think um, I just think that she was a character overall that got lost in the shuffle Um, but I think that that actress also has some merit to her but we didn't we just didn't get to see it this time um, so yeah, that's all I had on the performances and stuff like that. The, the third category is the easiest, uh, because you pretty much just get to sit there and watch the movie. Um, that's kind of what I got from this. You just get to watch, you know, the nuances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which fun character moment for this. That's the scene I'm talking about the hallway, my favorite scene in the movie when, the, when, uh, Millie is chasing her friends as the, Oh yeah. The butcher yeah. body through when he like s- trips on that plant and like slips a little bit. That was actually Vince Vaughn just tripping on a plant. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he kept going, so kudos for working through that. Um, and then the only other thing, Vince, why did you say yes to kissing a teenage boy? I know you had the stage and well, you can see it. He's you not, c- he's,
2: the actor himself is probably not a teenage boy.
0: Well,. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's true. But and you can tell that Vince has the the stage kiss thumb going on. You can see Oh it. yeah. Well, they yeah, they obviously do not show their lips touching. Yeah, me, so. no. And and I think that that's a really good way to hide it, but like it's it's more no, of a problem with the writing. Gross. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think that's all my thoughts. Um <clears throat> so Riley, uh based upon everything we've kind of talked about, your general opinion of the movie, are you going to give this a slap or a nap? Um See, that's hard because I think this movie
2: does have genuine entertainment value. Sure. But it's not very good. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hmm. I I am going to give this a light slap. Okay. A very like, light, a, like just a little love tap? Yeah, just a little, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I would not this isn't a movie that's really on my list of movies that I would really want to watch again anytime soon but it is not one that I think about and I'm just like oh, that sucked
0: yeah and and I agree with that and I am also going to give it a slap Um, I think again the script is probably the weakest part of the movie for me Um, it was really hard to buy into it was really hard to like the characters that weren't Millie or the Butcher um I mean you don't really like the you know what I mean um, like the performances. Yes, yes. Um I, I I well yeah, Millie's the only character that you that actually that, like yeah. in the movie. Um and so yeah, I am going to give this a, a slap as well. I thought I think it does have some good entertainment value especially if you know, things like gore and stuff like that don't bother you. This I There's also not very much of it.
2: Th- it's and it's when they do happen, the gory scenes are pretty gory, but there's only I like four or five of them in yeah. the whole film.
0: And they're they're over the top. They're meant mm-hmm. to, they're meant to be funny. They're not they're not meant to be taken seriously at all. Um And yeah, I just I actually was not expecting Cause I, I have wanted to watch this movie, but it's more of like, I want to watch this movie out of morbid curiosity, uh, kind of like how I went in with happy death day, which was directed by the same person. And I actually really enjoy happy death day. Um, and so I'm, I'm really glad that we gave this a watch because, um, I've, I've been kind of passively looking forward to it and I'm glad that I got to watch it. Um, it's cool because I probably would never have watched this movie if it wasn't for this podcast. Yeah. So. And and that's kind of the point here. We're we're hoping to kind of broaden some horizons and stuff like that because I'm still a hard no on supernatural horror. Like, the, the ghosts, the demons, that just does not do it for me. I will not do it. I'm so sorry, folks. If Riley wants to do it with Shelby, that is totally fine. But uh, I will not be watching the movie. Um, I will read the synopsis online if you would like, but no. Um... So, yeah, as far as, like, a, like, physical slasher horror movie, it, it's it's really not um, anything that you would, I would say, you need to go to the theater and see this movie. But, I mean, once it comes out for rental from Redbox or something like that, if you want to drop $3 on it, it's probably not going to break your night. Yeah. Also, don't go to the theater. Yeah, you're don't the, go to the theater right now. sillies. sillies. Um, so... Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I thought. So two slaps and a nap, that's not a bad score. That's not a bad yeah. score for a, for a D-list horror movie. Um, so we are going to be announcing that our next um, movie that we're going to be reviewing is Disney Pixar's Soul, um, which is one that I've been really excited about ever since the preview with the Silly Cowboy Dance.
2: <laughs> oh, I have some issues with the concept of the movie, but I'll I'll get to that.
0: Okay, when, when um, it happens, I cannot find. Oh, here it is. Okay, so since Shelby got to pick first last time, we'll just go around the table like this, if that's okay with you. Okay, uh, empty air, please. Pick a category, yeah, <laughs> um so Shelby's gonna be the last person to pick their um her category this time, um just because she got to go first last time, so I am going to be doing okay, cool, I'm going to be doing the cinematography, the color gradings shot composition, which should okay. be really easy for a for an animation movie, so that's pretty exciting uh not... okay that's, that's that's kind of discrediting to. Movement. No, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, like, like, because the colors are a lot more vivid. Oh, I see. And I, stuff see like I see that. what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, the visuals are a lot more
2: vivid. And then I have, uh, so I have the real world circumstances, acting, performances, uh, you know, all that stuff. The all right. miscellaneous stuff besides Acting is a big one.
0: Yeah. So, which then means so Shelby's that- Shelby's got writing. Yeah, Shelby's got the writing and stuff down. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us again. Um, and during this this crazy, crazy time in the world, um, you know, if we can bring even a little bit of joy to your house, I mean, that's kind of what we're all here for. So um, thank you very much. We love you very much. And stay f- stay safe out there.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye.